Hey, what's good, Jazz fans? Welcome to Jabber Jazz, your home for Utah Jazz basketball content, always from a fan's perspective and with an analytical emphasis, and always ad-free. So glad you're joining us. I'm your host, Adam Bushman. You can find me on Twitter at Adam underscore Bushman, and you can follow us, Jabber Jazz, on Twitter at Jabber underscore Jazz. And today, we're going through my personal big board the top 50 players that I have evaluated for the upcoming 2023 draft. It is my best approximation of what I believe the value proposition to be for each player at the given selection. We're going to run through that today. And furthermore, we're also going to just talk a little bit about my evaluation approach, how I've kind of gone about those evaluations. And at the very end, we're going to do a simulation of the very first round. We're going to simulate every pick except for the Jazz, and then I'll interject to that simulation, acting as the Utah Jazz to make the three selections and talk through some of my process. Well, without further ado, let's jabber jazz. All right, so we're going to begin a little bit with my my approach, kind of how I went about these evaluations. So the first few things I look for or, or look at are some of the measurables on a player. Height, what's their weight, what's their wingspan. Um, if you take the wingspan minus the, the, the height, you get their length. And uh, I've this year been focusing a little bit on the weight to height ratio, kind of that body mass index to kind of get a feel for, hey, who's on the slimmer side, who might be on the heavier side, um, and who's kind of filled out for their weight, uh, for their age. So those are some measurable things that I've started to look at. I also look at positions. When we think about positions, they're pretty nuanced, actually. Um, and I've kept them pretty basic. I've stuck to just guard, wing, forward, and big. But I have identified a position on both the offensive and defensive side of the ball for each of the prospects. So we'll run through. So that's part of the evaluation. I also kind of try to evaluate my impression of just just watching the tape. Do they stand out? Does it look like the defense is worried about them? Do they kind of have a presence on the court? And are they making an impact regardless of if the ball's going in? That type of thing. Um, I also look at some some physical traits of athleticism, feel, some agility, coordination, that kind of stuff. And then there's a lot of offensive stuff that I pay attention to. Shooting, finishing, uh, self-creation is a big one for me. Uh, if they have some wiggle to their game, you know, if they can go east to west and north to south in creative ways. Um, how's their handle? You know, can they dribble well? Do they pass the ball? How do they move when they are off the ball, right? Are they are they creating gravity or are they bending the defense off the ball? And then defensively, I look at on and off ball defense, uh, rebounding, activity. Part of what makes up activity is uh, you know deflections, steals, blocks, that kind of positive disruption for a defense. But then less the fouls. So I, you know, I'm not as excited about a prospect or a player. That if they're getting five steals and blocks a game, if they're also committing four fouls. Because likely those fou fouls are a 
kind of a function of that aggression. So I want people to be active without being overly aggressive to foul. And then finally, some some just general awareness on, on defense um, to you know help or when to stay home, you know that kind of stuff. And I also look at some some player comparisons. I'm not great at player comps, and so I rely on you know some others in the industry to kind of help me out with that. But um, those are a lot of the things that I look for, and kind of how I went about this evaluation. I as, as is kind of customary with me, if you follow this podcast uh, or follow me on Twitter for a time, I am pretty analytical, so I have used a lot of those components in, but I've really been um, been using that as kind of like the first pass to get me 50% of the way there, and then I rely on my gut, uh, what I'm seeing to kind of carry me the rest of the way. And so my analytical approach isn't a isn't strict for my rankings, but they do do inform those rankings and I make some judgment calls uh, along the way. So that's my approach and without further ado, we're going to try to stick to 45 seconds or so about each prospect and and really go through the top 50. All right, so we're starting off with number 1 on my big board, Victor Wembanyama. The 7'5", 230-pound uh, alien from France. Um, he plays on offense like a wing. He's going to be pulling up from three. He's going to be dropping fadeaways, handling the ball. But on defense, he's going to protect the rim like a big and can even get out onto the perimeter. I really, really like from Victor Wembanyama how multifaceted he is. He really is a Swiss Army knife. Uh, what I don't like a ton about him are the, I, I guess, just the, the physical uh, side of things. At 7'5", there is some, you know, dark history of, of being available and having, you know, a really long career. But I'm not too concerned about that because from what I've been hearing, that his training staff has done uh, a really unique job to make his body ready for that rigor. I don't think he needs to put on a ton of weight. In fact, I, I would... Um, kind of hedge against it. So Victor Wembanyama, number one. Uh, dang those Spurs, they're, they're getting a great one. Number two on my board is Brandon Miller. Brandon Miller's from Alabama. Uh, he's going. If you look at the composite rankings, he's going two to four on industry boards. I have him here at two um, on offense. Uh, I see him as uh, a wing and on defense a wing as well. Um, what's interesting about him at 6'9", uh, 6'11", wingspan, uh, he's already, I mean, he is a little slender, uh, so he is under average on BMI. But what I really like about, about Brandon is just his consistency with the shot. Um, he was just shooting lights out, lights out, and got better at going to the rim as well. Uh, really, the only thing I don't love about him uh, is the on-ball defense. I think he's pretty good off-ball, but the on-ball defense uh, leads me to wanting a little more, but he's got the potential to. Uh, really, really nice frame. Okay, let's talk about number three on my board, uh, Scoot Henderson. Both Brandon Miller and Scoot Henderson occupy Tier 2 for me, whereas uh, Victor Webanyama is in Tier 1 all by himself. So in Tier 2, Brandon Miller and Scoot. Uh, Scoot is just uh, a tank, 6'1", uh, 6'2", guard, 6'9", wingspan, already filled out. Like I said, you know, he's, he's just a tank, kind of a Chris Paul, Derrick Rose hybrid. Um, He's really, really incredible, and what I what I just love about him 
is how he balances getting his own shot with passing. I think he does it super, super well. Um, I think he's got a real knack for it. Again, on-ball defense leaves a bit to be desired for me. Also, the shooting isn't great, but the form is there. He's pretty confident, and he's pretty deadly in the mid-range. So I think long-term he translates to an average shooter from, from deep on probably average volume. All right, let's dig into Tier 3. So here in Tier 3, I have Jairus Walker leading off. Now, Jairus Walker, if you look at composite rankings, he goes anywhere from 3 to 10. I'm hoping he's available for the Jazz there because this is this is one of the guys I love. Um, he's he's really, really interesting because at 6'7", he's got a 7'3 wingspan, so great length, and he's at a 28 BMI. So he's really kind of pushing the upper tier of this draft class there. He is just super powerful, super imposing physically. I envision him being a forward on both ends. What I, I just adore about him is his passing. A, he's he didn't get to show a ton of it but if you look back at some of the high school tape and in college he is just a wicked passer very cerebral and he defends the rim incredibly well from those two standpoints i feel like he could be uh, a dream on green type i don't think he'll be near the on ball uh, defender that uh, that dream on will be and i don't i don't think he'll be able to switch as well as dream on and he may not even be as good of a passer but I think that there's a lot of those traits that are pretty similar. And the great thing about Jairus is he has some creation abilities. He didn't get to show a lot of it. And furthermore, his shot isn't as consistent and, and ready to go as you would want. But I have some confidence that he could be uh, average there. If all goes right, maybe he's the Atlanta Hawks version of Paul Millsap. All right, let's go to number five on my board, also occupying this tier three, is Cam Whitmore of Villanova. If you look at the composite rankings, he's stuck in between five and eight. Uh, a lot of people having him going five to the Detroit Pistons. Cam Whitmore also is super, super intriguing. Um, one of the youngest players in the draft. He'll just barely be 19 by the time he's drafted. Um, 235 pounds, 6'6", 7-foot wingspan. Um, I think he's best as a wing on offense, and I think he's best guarding forwards uh, at the next level. Um, uh, some of his finishing, oddly enough, is is a little underwhelming. Uh, he he's an omega mega athlete, which I absolutely love. Um, some of the fi finishing was a little a little off there, uh, but he did suffer hand injury early in the year. And I actually feel like his defense is, is really scalable to the next level. So Cam Whitmore, five on my board. At number six, I have a sore Thompson. Uh, he's one of the two Thompson twins. He's going between five and 15 on composite boards. With really, really wide range. Uh, that 15 is a single industry board that I follow. Uh, kind of an outlier there. But, um, but that kind of shows you a little bit of where he might go. I really like a sore 6'6", 7-foot wingspan, already filled out body-wise. I think he's a wing at the next level on both ends of the floor. Um, what I love about him is he, he can do everything that his twin brother does, pass, defend, ultra ultra athlete i think he's got some some handle not as much self-creation as his twin but i think he's already kind of an averageish shooter or, or with averageish you know uh, potential there so i really like a sore 
At number seven, it's the other twin, Amen Thompson. Amen is more of a guard at the next level. Has the same sort of measurables as a soar. Um, both of them are just over 20 years old. And for a soar, I, I see him on offense more as a guard. Um, I think a sore can do a lot of that too, but a man is, I think is a little more natural as a point guard. Uh, I, I think he just has that extra special sauce as a passer, which is just fantastic. His shooting is by my estimation, quite a bit further back than a shooting is, uh, which is a bit concerning, but I think if things go well, I mean, he's like all NBA version of Ben Simmons, who was a fantastic player. So uh, I have a man here. It's number seven. All right, at number eight, kind of here in the middle of this tier three for me, I have Anthony Black of Arkansas. I've really liked Anthony Black. What I felt like the Jazz need is they need defense, and Anthony Black it rates out as one of the best defenders, especially on the guard line. Uh, in this draft, I think he can go one through four switching pretty well. Uh, bigger fours might be a little tougher, but I saw him do some really excellent things against uh, some of the centers for uh, for teams like Kentucky, uh, where he got switched onto them and did a real nice job. The shooting's a bit behind as well, but I kind of see it in the same range as a sore Thompson. A little bit worse form, but probably a little bit more confidence in it already as well. So that's Anthony Black, Arkansas, 6'6", 6'8", wingspan, already filled out. Next up at nine, I have Kaysen Wallace. Kaysen Wallace out of Kentucky. A lot of people think that if things go right, he's a Marcus Smart. Uh, if things go really right, maybe he's Drew Holiday. And, you know, if if he even gets a little worse in the NBA, maybe he's DeAnthony Melton. So I really like Kaysen as a guard on both ends. Uh, I think what he lacks a little in his athleticism, uh, in his creation, some of his wiggle, he just has an excellent foundation of everything else that you want. Uh, he's a good passer, great defender. He moves without the ball. He finishes really well at the rim, and he's already a good shooter and just a really high-impact player. Uh, I really like Kaysen at number 9. Number 10 for me is Taylor Hendricks. Taylor Hendricks out of University of Central Florida. Um, this guy is awesome. Kind of a similar defensive mold as Jairus Walker, 6'8", 7'1". He's a forward. Um, I think he can even moonlight at center quite a bit. Uh, really good rim protector and also a really, really good shooter. Shot about twice as many threes as Jairus Walker did, um, and he made over, I think it was 43% of them. Um, he does lack some self-creation and definitely lacks some wiggle and strong handle um, for him offensively. But a really excellent player by my estimation. And finally, to wrap up Tier 3, we have one of the most controversial players in this upcoming draft, Gigi Jackson of South Carolina. I really, really like this dude. He's 6'8", 7-foot wingspan, uh, already filled out pretty well at 214 pounds. This guy, what I love about him is he is just elite, elite at self-creation. He can get any shot he wants. He can create tons of separation. He's very confident in his shot. He's very confident in his handle. He's got a lot of wiggle, too, and he put all that on display. What I don't like about him a little bit are it does seem like he is uh, immature to some extent. It does seem like um, he, he may be a little full of himself. 
I think that a, a lot is due to his age. He's the youngest player in the draft. Uh, I think if he had been seven seven days younger, he wouldn't have been eligible for this draft. So that's Gigi Jackson in a nutshell. I really like him. So that's tier three. And now we're at number 12 on my board, which kicks off tier four. And I have Jalen Hood Shafino here. Jalen Hood Shafino is a guard out of Indiana. Measured super well at the combine, 6'4 and a 6'10 wingspan. Um, he's already, uh, you know, really good body too at 217 pounds for 6'4. Um, he doesn't have a ton of athleticism, but he's got a really strong handle. He's got some wiggle. He uses his body really, really well and a really good shooter. Uh, I also like him quite a bit on defense. Like I said, the only thing that kind of leaves me a bit to be desired there is some athleticism and some efficiency stuff uh, for Jalen Hutchfino. Next up at 13, I have Kobe Bufkin of Michigan. Um, this is another guard, quite a bit lighter. Uh, in weight than Jalen Hood Shafino, but measures similarly at 6'4 and uh, 6'8 wingspan. I mean, Kobe Bufkin is just solid, solid, solid all the way around. Because of his role, I didn't quite get the, f get the impact feel of him all the time. In a sense, I kind of felt like he was... I don't know, put in a support role all the time, but he really came on towards the end of the season, and I just saw a lot of really great stuff. He had the efficiency. He had the, the shot variety. Uh, he was active, and he was a good rebounder for his position as well. Um, so I really like Kobe Bufkin. I don't know if he's as naturally a point guard, more of a combo, um, but I, I think that he could be really, really awesome. Um, We'll, we'll turn 20 just uh, just a couple months after the draft. All right, next up at 14 for me here in this uh, Tier 4, I have Dariq Whitehead. Dariq Whitehead, again, along with Gigi Jackson and Cam Whitmore, is one of the youngest guys in the draft. He's also one of the highest-rated prospects, highest-recruited prospects in this class uh, coming out of Montverde Academy. Um, he's, he's 6'6", 6'10". Uh, he's already filled out as well. He, I think he's just an excellent, excellent shooter. I mean, such a beautiful shot. He's got it on volume. He's got it standstill, pull up, coming off of screens as well. I also think he's quite active defensively. Um, not as good of a rebounder as I would have liked. Also, we didn't get to see a lot of his handle, a lot of his wiggle. Um, didn't get to see him with the ball in his hands and passing very much, but you saw that a ton in high school, and I'm encouraged. Next up at 15, I have Maxwell Lewis, honestly. Maxwell Lewis is a guy I actually really like. The big knock on him is that he's a bit older and that he's coming out of Pepperdine. And Pepperdine saw won some weak competition and ultimately was a pretty bad team. But what I like about Maxwell Lewis is he's a six, six, seven foot wingspan. Um, he's a wing. He's pretty well filled out. And I just thought you saw a ton from him. I thought he was, uh, fairly athletic was really, really, um, really agile, really fluid in his motions. Um, I thought he was a good shooter as well, really good self-creating his own shots and moving without the basketball and showed some defensive flashes. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about Maxwell Lewis here at 15. Next up at 16, I have Keontae George. 
Keontae George out of Baylor, 6'4". Uh, he did not measure at the combine, so some of the some of the stuff, 185 pounds, uh, is a little questionable still. But he's a guard. He is a, an elite shot taker. Uh, he self creates very well. Great wiggle, great handle, um, and, and is a really really prolific shooter as well. I didn't see a lot of on ball, good solid defensive habits from him navigating screens um, staying in the right position hands up he is pretty active on that end though Um, he is a good rebounder he does generate a lot of uh, steals blocks without fouling too much next up Jordan Hawkins at 17 this guy really showed out in the NCAA tournament for UConn Um, he's 21 Uh, he is uh, a little slight 6'4 6'7 wingspan 186 pounds um, he's a combo guard for me. I just think he's a winner. I think he's high impact. I think defenses were crazy scared of him in the tournament. And what I liked is that he's actually got some decent athleticism and he can get to the rim and really pack it on people. Um, and he was very, very active defensively. And what I loved about him was his on-ball defense specifically. Uh, he kept his hands up a lot, didn't foul and was able to still pick up some blocks and steals. Um, So I I think Jordan Hawkins is really, really solid. Got him at 17 on my board here. Next up, I have Jet Howard out of Michigan. This is Jawan Howard's son. Uh, He will be 20 just after the draft, uh, 6'8", 215. Actually, that 6'8", is an unofficial measurement. It actually looks like he's close to 6'6", after um, an unofficial pro day measurement. But uh, I think he's a guard on offense. I think he's best guarding wings on defense at the next level. I didn't see a ton of impact when the when the ball wasn't falling for him. Uh, but he is a really, really prolific shooter and probably you know just as good as Keontae George at, at wiggle, handle, self-creation, that kind of stuff. But I didn't see as good a dif- defense, especially off-ball. And he is a far worse um, physical athlete with his athleticism than Keontae George or Jordan Hendricks. At 19 here in the middle of my fourth um, in my fourth tier, I have Derek Lively, the or excuse me, 19, I have Grady Dick out of Kansas, pardon me. Grady Dick out of Kansas, um, 19 and a half, 200 pounds, 6'6", 6'9", wingspan. His athleticism was uh, pretty overstated and, and were some of his measurements when he went to the combine. His athleticism for the three-quarter court sprint, the lane agility and the vertical leaping was all pretty underwhelming, kind of in the bottom quartile of the uh, combine participants. But he is a fantastic, fantastic shooter. And I actually think some of the defense, you have some nice habits there uh, on the defensive end. And he's just an elite mover without the basketball, too. I do want my my shooter shooting specialists to be able to pump fake, drive, and make the right play, whether it's keeping the ball moving on the pass or getting to the cup. Uh, he did some of that but not at the rate or success that I would have liked to see. So there is a little bit of concern there, but he's a good prospect. At 20, I have Derek Lively the second at a Duke. 
Um, this guy, seven foot one, seven seven wingspan. He is a little slight, but he'll he'll be a big on both ends. Um, he's a high presence, high impact guy, uh, especially if you look back at his high school tape. At Duke, he was a little pigeonholed with a lot of other bigs into more of a support role, but he really showed some shooting flashes in high school and then again at the combine that make you pretty excited about him. And he's an elite finisher, has some self creation. I don't know anything much about his pat handle or his wiggle. But um, he's an excellent rebounder, very active, very aware on the defensive end. Um, so that's Derek Lively, second at 20 on my board. Next up is City Sissoko out of France, but who played for the G League Ignite this last season. 6'6", 6'10", wingspan, 224 pounds. I think he's a forward on both ends of the court. Um, what I really liked about City was he's just got a great, great foundation, and especially his handle is really, really good for for his size and kind of his role. Moves with, well without the ball, um, and I really, really like him on the defensive end. I think he could be a really translatable type there. I mean, he's got good shooting. He's got good uh, finishing. They're all really scalable traits for him, but those were the things specifically I'd like. The only thing that, um, that wasn't... Um, super impressive to me is I didn't see a lot of passing skill that was kind of innate or anything beyond what what you would just expect you know an average player to to make the right pass next up at 22 I have Bilal Koulibaly he is uh, from France playing on the same team the Metropolitans 92 as uh, fellow Frenchman Victor Wembanyama um, he's 230 pounds, 6'8", 7'2", wingspan. He, I think he's a wing on both ends of the floor. I'm just so impressed with how well and fluid he moves. He's got really great change of speed for his size. He's got a good handle. The shooting is kind of in that Asor Thompson, Anthony Black range, but it looks really good. So I think that you have some, you have some real potential to plumb there from Bilal. Next up at 23, I have Bryce Sensabaugh. Bryce Sensabaugh out of Ohio State. Um, this guy is kind of in a DeMar DeRozan type mold, uh, or perhaps if things don't go right, maybe he's you know a, a Jay Crowder type. Uh, he was one of the best shooters in the uh, in in college. It wasn't exactly how you might think of a shooter. He did a lot from the mid range, but he could do some from three. A lot of tough shots, but he made them. And so that's what's so interesting about him. What I don't like is that he's pretty lackluster on athleticism, didn't finish super well. Um, I also think his handle is a little suspect, but uh, he's a great, great rebounder. Uh, he moves really well without the basketball. So there's a lot to like about Bryce. And finally, finishing up my fourth tier is Nick Smith Jr., I'm personally not a Nick Smith guy, but he is uh, 6'5", 6'8", wingspan. I think he's a guard on both ends. Um, I do think he's he's very coordinated. He's very uh, fast. I don't, I don't think he's really athletic uh, or has a great feel, but he's got good shooting, good fish, finishing. Uh, he can self-create. I just think the biggest issues are there on the defensive end. All right, to begin my Tier 5, at the 25th spot in my big board, uh, I have Leonard Miller. Leonard Miller is Canadian. He is um, out of the G League Ignite, similar to Sissoko and Scoot Henderson. 
Uh, he's only 19 and a half, 6972 wingspan. I think he's a forward, but could potentially moonlight a bit at the five. Really athletic, really agile and coordinated. Shooting's a bit suspect, so is self-creation, but he's got a really good handle, really good passing, moves well, excellent rebounder, very active as well on defense. Um, I'm not I'm not really encouraged by the on-ball defense much, but there's plenty, plenty there. Next up, I have Colby Jones out of Xavier. This is actually one of my... Favorite picks for the uh, 28th spot that the Jazz occupy right now. Um, he is a junior, 21 years old, 6'5", uh, 6'8", uh, wingspan. I think he's a guard on offense, but I think he's best defending wings. Um, he, I thought he had great presence and impact when he, when he played. Not super quick or ultra, ultra coordinated. You know, he is... He does kind of feel like he has a little bit of that, hey, I move at my own pace type, but a really good shooter, really good finisher. I really, really like his passing too, and I think he's really solid defensively, especially on the boards, and is very active as well. So that's Colby Jones at 26. 27, I have Chris Murray out of Iowa State, um, t- almost 23 years old. He is the twin brother of Keegan Murray, who went last in last year's draft to the Sacramento Kings, 6'8", 7-foot wingspan. I think he's a forward. Um, he's really solid across the board. Doesn't have a lot of self-creation, uh, but some good stuff there. I don't think he's got any wiggle or much handle, but he's got enough. And he does some good stuff on defense. Uh, the ultimate issue is he probably just doesn't have a lot of ceiling to plumb. Next up at 28, I have Noah Clowney. Noah Clowney is, again, another one of these youngsters. Like he, He'll barely be 19 come the draft. And uh, Noah Clowney's out of Alabama. He's 6'10". I think he's another one of those guys who can uh, be a forward or a big, um, doing some moonlighting at either. I didn't feel like he had a big presence, but he's got mega athleticism. He's got some shooting potential, too. Um, but he's a really, really excellent finisher and, and a, a pretty pretty good defender outside of on-ball. I think when he was on smaller guards, he did lack a bit of discipline. But off-ball and especially at the rim and uh, being active, I think he was really solid. So that's Noah Clowney, Alabama. Number 29, I have Andre Jackson, another one of my favorite picks for this uh, 28th spot. Uh, again, out of University of Connecticut, he's 21 and a half, 6'6", 6'10", wingspan. Um, I think he is a wing, wing slash forward, can't really decide, because um, I do think you want the ball in his hands. He's got a good handle. Um, he's really, really excellent passer. The shooting, again, is kind of in that Anthony Black, a sore Thompson type. Uh, type situation, but I think he's an excellent, excellent defender. Very, very active, very, very aware to a good rebounder. And, and so that's Andre Jackson. Next up is James, excuse me, James Naji of the of Barcelona. Um, this guy is super young too. Will just barely be 19. He's got uh, a wingspan that is nine inches longer than his height. I, I, I think that this guy is just incredible. He's another big. Um, I think you just feel his impact and you see his presence on the court. Really athletic, really agile. Um, not a great shooter at all. Very, very low volume, but excellent finisher. Didn't see a lot of passing, but 
uh, I saw just awesome, awesome stuff on the defensive side. So that's James Naji out of Barcelona. Next up is Marcus Sasser. Oh, all these guys are in Tier 5 for me. Um, yeah, the, and these next three up here are in Tier 5. Marcus Sasser, 31. This guy is a guard, 22 and a half. Um, he's also only 6'1", but he's got a 6'7 wingspan. Um, I think he was a really, really impactful guard for the uh, Houston Cougars. Good shooter, good finisher, really has got a lot of passing, handle, wiggle, um, and also pretty good defender outside of rebounding. Rebounding was just not something he was very good at, especially in this last season. Um, but, again, rebounding is a bit of a team-oriented thing, so uh, he played with a lot of good rebounders over there in Houston. So that's Marcus Sasser. Next up is Terquavion Smith out of North Carolina State. Um, this guy, again, is just one of those really, really tough shot makers, shot takers. Not not a great athlete. I didn't also see a lot of like positive impact, but he's an excellent, excellent shooter. Um, I also saw some good passing from him, too. Uh, really moves well without, without the ball and was a surprisingly capable defender given his frame. So that's uh, Turquavion Smith at 32 for me. And the last player in my Tier 5 is Brandon Pazimski from Santa Clara. Santa Clara is the, the college that produced last year's kind of steal of the draft in, uh, in Jalen Williams, who went to, um, went to Oklahoma City. So Brandon Pazimski is 6'4", 6'6", wingspan, shot the lights out at the combine. I think he's a wing, uh, perhaps a guard if you believe in the handle. I only saw, you know, average wiggle handle, but I think he's a good passer. Again, a really good shooter, and he was pretty active. He's a really active defender, but I didn't see the disciplined, I didn't see the disciplined, you know, posture, stance, that you'd want to see on ball. And I think he got a little distracted off ball too. So those are my tier five guys rounding out with Brandon Pazimski at number 33. Now into tier six. First guy is Ryan Repair, who's from the New Zealand Breakers. This guy is kind of a, uh, you know, just a freak. 6'6", six, 7'2", six, wingspan, so plus 8 length. I think he's a wing. Um, uh, he he actually doesn't have a great, a great amount of athleticism, but he is pretty agile. And he does move well, but he's he's got some poor, poor shooting, kind of in between a sort Thompson, a Men Thompson type range. Um I think he's a tenacious on-ball defender, uh, really good off-ball as well, very active, very aware. Um, I, I think he's one of the best kind of like perimeter wing defenders in this draft class for sure. Also in Tier 6 at 35, I have Nikola Jurisic, who's from Mega Basket. Um, he's in the European League, 6'7 wing. Um, I think he's got some good shooting and finishing. Uh, got a lot of offensive tools. Um, he was a bit inconsistent, but I think there's a lot to plumb there. Defensively on ball, I was pretty. I was left wanting a lot more, but off ball, he's quite a bit better. Okay, at 36, we've got Ricky Council the fourth out of Arkansas. This guy's a little bit older too. Uh, will be 22 just after the draft. 
but six five six nine wingspan wing. Um, he had a big impact for Arkansas. One of the few outside shooters uh, who could also create their own shot. Um, he's got some good athleticism too. Uh, really good finisher. Can self-create. Um, what I didn't see a ton was some of the passing. And and while he was an outside shooter, he would take them. He wasn't super efficient. That's Ricky Council the fourth at 36 on my board. 37 is Trace Jackson Davis. Uh, this guy uh, out of Indiana, he is uh, he'll be 23 and a half by the time we're doing the draft. But he's six eight seven one. He's bit he's a big. I kind of see him more as like a you know a better athlete Brandon Clark for Memphis. Um, super super mega athlete. You could totally feel him every time he stepped on the court. Not a good shooter though, and um, and some of the finishing numbers were a little lackluster, but uh, he is a really really good passer as well, and good handling, good wiggle. Um, so he, he's a really interesting guy. At thirty eight, I have Jalen Wilson out of Kansas. He's another older prospect. Um, he's a wing on offense, I think, but I think he's best defending forwards. He's not super speedy or super athletic. But he is a good shooter. Um, he did create a lot at Kansas. He's got a good handle. He's got some wiggle. Also passed pretty, pretty well. He had some really good uh, you know, assist volume and efficiency numbers. At 39, I have Jaime Jaquez Jr. out of UCLA. Another older guy, 6'6", 6'10", wingspan. I think he's a forward. Um, he has some self-creation stuff, but he's probably best as a finisher. Uh, he can shoot the outside shot. It's just a little slow for my taste. And I don't think he's very good off-ball defense. I think he's active, but uh, just off-ball, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I saw that he wasn't, he didn't have the good habits uh, to be an off-ball defender. At number 40, I have Terrence Shannon Jr. of Illinois. Uh, another older guy, but 6'6", 6'8", wingspan. I think he's a wing. Uh, I think he's really, really fluid, very coordinated, very speedy. He's got a shot. He's got good finishing. Uh, I didn't see a strong handle, just kind of average. And on-ball defense was a little lackluster, but very, very active and a good rebounder too. At 41, I have Deron Holmes the second out of Dayton. Um, this guy will be 21 by the time we're hitting the draft. 6'9", 7'1", wingspan. I think he's a big. He did demonstrate a little bit of shooting, but I'm not super buying into it. Great finisher. Has some handle. Has a little bit of wiggle uh, for his position. Uh, but mostly he's an active Kind of off-ball defending, rebounding big who's who's got some who's got elite finishing and has some other other skills to him. Adembona is at 42 for me, UCLA. Um, this guy is another athletic, just like phenom. You know, he really got up there. He really had kind of a high motor. Uh, six eight seven foot wingspan. Again, I think he's a big. Uh, he really doesn't have any shooting for him, but but a really really good finisher, and um, I also didn't see as much passing as I've seen with some of the other bigs that made me more excited. But he is a little bit more aware defensively, which I think makes him uh, slightly stronger of a rim protector. Trey Alexander out of Creighton is at 43 for me. Uh, Trey is a I think he's a really really good shooter. Um, some of his numbers weren't great. 
Uh, he also doesn't finish very well. Um, and I didn't think he always looked super coordinated and and speedy. And some of his combine numbers kind of bore that out. But uh, he's a really interesting guy. Moves really well. Passes well. Um, so that's Trey Alexander out of Creighton at 43 for me. At 44, Keontae Johnson uh, out of Kansas State. One of the older guys. At, he's already 23. Um He's also one of the thicker guys in the in the draft class at a 29 BMI, uh, but six four, seven foot wingspan forward. Um, he's got some shooting and finishing. The self creation isn't quite there, and he's only okay defensively. Um, he, he he I'm surprised he's not as active generating steals blocks and staying out of foul trouble for having a, a seven foot wingspan and only six four. Dylan Mitchell, I have at 45 out of Texas. Um, this guy's uh, pretty interesting as a big. Um, I honestly, I honestly just didn't get the shooting or the self creation much with him. He is a really good finisher. I, I'll give him that, um, and he really moves well off the ball. Um, he's a good rebounder, very active, but um, I di- I didn't quite get the shooting or self creation much from him. Judah Mintz out of Syracuse. I have a 46. Um, this guy is interesting at 6'3. He's a really he's a pretty good shooter when you look at him and in some of the tape, but you dig into some of the numbers, he was kind of lackluster. But a pretty good finisher, does some self-creation, good passer. I just think the defense, uh, outside of generating steals and blocks, I just don't think he does like anything defensively. But on the other hand, at 47, Jordan Walsh, or Jordan Walsh out of Arkansas is a tenacious defender. Um, you know, I think he was really good actively. Um, I think he was really good off and on ball. Uh, pretty good rebounder. Moves well without the ball, but just not a very good shooter and only okay as a finisher. I think he's a, a forward on offense. I think he's best guarding wings uh, using his length. Um, 7-2 wingspan at 6-6 body. At 48, I have Julian Strother of Gonzaga. He does a lot of stuff pretty well. I didn't get much athleticism from him uh, or self-creation. And I I actually didn't think he was a very strong passer either. Um, And only okay defensively. So I wasn't a big Julian Strother guy. Julian Phillips, though, at 49, is probably one of the guys who least made sense to me. I think he's a forward on offense. I think he's best defending wings at the next level. Um, Very, very athletic. I'll I'll give him that. Um, Only okay coordinated from the tape that I saw, and I didn't actually feel like he had a lot of great feel. Um, you know, looking at his wiggle and his handle didn't seem awesome. He does move well without the ball, and he is pretty good on defense. I just didn't quite get the the hype surrounding Julian Phillips from the tape and numbers that I was looking at. And finally, at 50, rounding out the last of Tier 7, uh, I don't think I mentioned, but Tier 7 goes from Keontae Johnson at 44 to Zach Eady out of Purdue at number 50. Zach Eady is a, a 7'3 big with a 7'11 wingspan. Um, he's really, really thick, too. Um, hardly any athleticism, not fast. Um, does have average feel. Can shoot a little bit in the mid-range. Um, 
and is a really excellent finisher. Uh, a little better passer than I would have anticipated. Really good rebounder, very active, and is is okay on and off ball. Not great, I think, because of his poor agility and speed. Uh, it can hamper him on that end. There are a lot more players outside of this this 50 that I have here. Um, some of the guys like Kobe Brown, Mike Miles Jr., uh, Olivier, Maxence Prosper. A lot of these guys probably would be close to this top 50, if not in the top 50. I just haven't had uh, enough time to go through all of these players in enough depth and detail for me to confidently rank them. But those are my top 50 prospects. All right, as promised, we're going to run through an actual an actual kind of simulation of this draft. We're only going to do the first round. I'm going to act and kind of be take the part of the Utah Jazz. So we're going to simulate all picks except for Utah in the first round and kind of see what we come up with. You guys ready? Oh, I should also preface this simulation is one that I created, and what it does is it will take the uh, take the rankings from nine industry boards, and it will use those to determine the range a player is one likely to be drafted at, and then will be drafted at. So I've seen some some simulators where you can turn up the chaos rating, and it will have Victor Wembanyama not going number one. That's just not happening. You look at every board, he's going number one. So I don't feel like that's actually reflective of what what uh, reality will be. So that's kind of why I created the, this uh, simulator myself. And um, so we'll use industry boards as the, as the likely range. So if, for example, um, Cam Whitmore on seven of the nine boards have him going at five, He's likely going at five. Not always, but if you ran the simulation a lot of times, he's most likely going to go there. And same for a lot of the other players. A player cannot go any lower than his lowest ranking on a big board, too. So you won't ever see, for example, uh, Amen Thompson going 20th or something. So that's a little bit of uh, what we're going to be using. And uh, let's get going. So I will list off the first few prospects. Um, as expected, San Antonio went with Victor Wimbanyama, one. Brandon Miller to Charlotte at two. Uh, Portland went with Amen Thompson at three. Then Scoot Henderson went to Houston at four. Detroit went Asor Thompson. At Orlando at six went with Taylor Hendricks. Seven, uh, Washington went with Cam Whitmore, and Indiana went with Anthony Black at eight. It's also a little obvious here that team fit isn't always taken into account purely, but we see that that doesn't even happen in the in the draft all the time as well. Some people will throw out, out fit, throw out team needs as well, and just go their perceived best player available. So the Jazz are on the clock here at number nine. Some of the guys that are available here are Jairus Walker, Kaysen Wallace, Keontae George, Grady Dick, Jordan Hawkins. For me, this one is super, super obvious. My guy who is at uh, number number four on my board, Jairus Walker, is the guy I'm going to be going here. I really, really like the fit between uh, 
Larry Markinen, Walker Kessler, and Jairus Walker. I think all the three of those guys can play on the floor at the same time. Uh, but I think ideally over the course of 48 minutes, those three are occupying all of the four and five minutes. And then uh, Larry Markin and Moonlight's there at the three quite a bit too. Uh, so I really like the fit of Jairus Walker, so I'll be selecting him. This likely means I'm hoping one of the guards, uh, either Kaysen Wallace, Jalen hood Shafino, Kobe Bufkin, ideally one of those guys is available at 16 for me because I really would like uh, a guard to fit in. This also is a pretty good outcome as well because uh, when I when I look at at the ideal construction of a roster, in my mind, the ideal is that your guard is a real complementary piece to the to the team. They can create a little. They've got stout defense. They pass. They can get off ball and shoot. But they're they're probably like the number four of your starters. And this would pretty much work out if we could get a uh, one of those guards that I mentioned at the 16 spot. So let's see if it'll happen. All right, so after I went with Jairus Walker at 9, Derek Lively went to Dallas. Nick Smith Jr. went to Oklahoma City. Then Jordan Hawkins at 12. Then Keontae George at 13 to Toronto. Grady Dick to the Pelicans at 14. And, oh, Kaysen Wallace went 15 to Atlanta. Uh, that would have been awesome if Kaysen had slid to 16. But he's off the board. And I'm honestly just going to go with my board rankings here. Um, I honestly, per my board, if I look at it, Gigi Jackson is the next guy to take. And I'm totally comfortable taking Gigi here. I, in fact, I, I would welcome it. Um, I would really love if the Jazz would, would actually do that. Uh, for the sake of having kind of a, a unique approach here, I am going to go with Jalen Hood Shafino, who is right after Gigi Jackson on my board. I think that there's a chance that Gigi could be there later on. Um, and even more likely, there's some guys, Maxwell Lewis, Derek Whitehead, Colby Jones, that, that w should definitely be there later on, even if Gigi isn't. I'm also hearing some signs of Gigi not interviewing well. Perhaps a lot of teams are, are really shying away from him. So in my attempt to really represent the Jazz here, I think I'm going to go with Jalen hood Shafino, Indiana, with the 16th pick. Let's see who's available at 28 when we get around there. All right, so the next one's off the board after Jalen hood Shafino. Oh, man, Maxwell Lewis went to the Lakers at 17. That's the one I was eyeing for 28. Then uh, Bobby Clintman uh, to Miami at 18. Noah Clowney to Houston at 19. Kobe Bufkin to the Warriors at 20. Uh, potentially a Jordan Poole replacement. Uh, Leonard Miller to Brooklyn at 21. G.G. Jackson to Brooklyn at 21. Jet Howard to Portland at 23, Bryce Sensabaugh to Sacramento at 24, ah, Colby Jones uh, went to Memphis at 25, City Sissoko to Indiana at 26, and Jaime Hawkins Jr. to Charlotte at 27. Okay, so looking here, uh, Maxwell Lewis, who was a guy I was I would hope him would fall, he's gone. Um, also, Gigi's gone. Uh, Jet Howard's gone. Several of these guys, most all of these guys are gone. But the one that stands out here to me is the Frenchman, Bilal Koulibaly. If you remember, this is a 6'8", 7-foot wingspan guy. Um, 
He has some shooting potential, but super, super fluid, good passer. I really like Bilal Koulibaly uh, here. Derek Whitehead is another really interesting option. Um, yeah, those two are really, really good contrasts. They've got similar, similar body types. Um, they're also fairly similar ages, too. Um, Dariq is a, the far-improved shooter. Uh, I think they've got probably a similar amount of upside, but uh, Bilal, I think, is a better off-ball mover, better defender, too. Ooh, this is a tough choice here for me. Um, oh, man, this is a tough choice. I think I might go Bilal Koulibaly, which is actually against my board because I have Dariq a good eight spots ahead. But I think I might be doing it. I think I'm going to go Bilal. Let's go Bilal Koulibaly. And to finish up the the and to finish up the first round, let's see what happened. We've got Chris Murray went to Indiana uh, at 29 this, and then James Naji went to the Clippers at 30. Well, that wraps up our uh, our simulation of the first round. Uh, we got Jarius Walker at nine. We've got uh, Jalen Hood Shafino at sixteen, and Bilal Koulibaly at twenty-eight. Feeling pretty darn good good about that draft. Hopefully, all this was very helpful to you as you try to digest what this what this draft is about. Hopefully, you got a sense of all the players where I kind of like them. And hopefully that informs you and gives you a sense of where you might like these players. And let me know what you think about the results of this uh, mock simulation. Getting Jairus Walker, Jalen hood Shafino, and Bilal Koulibaly. Well, that's it. If you like what we're doing here at the Jabber Jazz Podcast, please, we'd appreciate you subscribing to the podcast and the YouTube channel, uh, giving us a shout out on Twitter at Jabber underscore jazz, uh, or perhaps leaving a comment or review either on YouTube or in the podcatcher of your choice. Well, as is customary here, we're going to leave you with some sounds of jazz. Jazz.